This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Cheney Crab. NK Naveen Copperwise coming at you guys live. Sick Jim Beam hat. Hey, you like this thing? I really do. If you guys have any questions to submit to the podcast, email us at coppercrabpodcast at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, comment. There are shirts at the link in our comments or whatever description. What a sick intro song that we have. Yeah, it's really good. Every time I'm like, <laughs> it riles me up. It rocks. I feel like it's like the intro. I mean, totally. it, it is, but you know, I think we've already talked about this, but I feel like it's like that intro back in the day that all the deathcore bands would have. Oh, and it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, all right, all right. Fuckers, get the fuck. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then it's like, dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. that's our song. Oh, we Animo- should do that. Animosity did that. Yeah, you guys They'd had like, a hardcore song. Uh, but this was, was like, like way back dun, dun, in the day. Dun. Was it one of those? Dun, dun, dun. It was like, dun, 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 bun, yeah. dun, 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 bun. You want yep, me to play it? Actually, it's time. all on our first It's got to be like a breakdown. Hold on, I'm about to play this shit, dude. What's it called? I don't know. Let me figure it out here. <laughs> it's funny how... Um, I'm so slow you know, on the drop. Log in. Oh s- depending on who you are, sometimes people, like, they remember everything about every song you've ever written and, like, all the names of them and everything, but you... The, the person who wrote them simply yeah. can't remember <laughs> No, I mean... Shit, if you put me on the spot, I'd be like, oh, I don't know the names of the songs at all. Well, that's kind of the way that like writing and creating go, right? Because if you're the person making the stuff, you're just on to the next thing. But the person who's consuming it holds it a lot they care dearer a little more, to their maybe? heart. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. shut it down. Shit it down. Whole album. Let's see here. Okay, is this the... Okay, okay. Who is that on the cover? Is that Leo's brother? I don't brother? know if it's like a real person or not. Oh, it kind of looks like... Wait, hold on, wait. See, it starts just like we talked about. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, shit. What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> hey, Let's this. go! Move this fucking room! This is a good one. Damn, that snare, though, Naveen. It sounds like someone's just hitting a home run on the park. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's piccolo. A, that's a Babe Ruth home run right there. Okay, I think I've heard this song before. Uh-oh. Oh, what's not drum work? That was like actually pretty cool. This is a good intro. That's sick. Anyway, that's the intro. Yeah, that was sick. We should write an <clears throat> intro. Yeah. Well, we were huh? also 15, so we didn't Dude, have as much shame. Let's bring at that back point. the intro. I did write us an intro. Yeah, you did. Let's I take it. I did write us an let's intro. Let's write it. Let's take it on tour. Oh, snap. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was really good, too. Yeah, it was like... It was like, like 07-esque, <clears throat> but, but modern. No, it was like... Uh, what's it called? It was like Scourge, I think. No, it was like... Skin to liquid kind oh, of thing. Oh, skin to liquid, like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we had, dude. 
That's yeah. going in the set. Yeah. All right, Defer- you heard I it here first. We're playing that. that. So I'm gonna have to dig that up. Perfect. You got you got time. <laughs> <clears throat> That's true. Couple months. We have to play that. That will just rile me up in the same way that our intro does. I'll just be like, yeah, it's time to start. So we were just making fun of having an intro. And then we realized that my old band had that same intro that we were making fun of. And then that well, led us was, to full circle. We want an intro. We want an intro. No, I wasn't. That was a weird full, segment. Was a I weird wasn't segment. making, I wasn't making fun of the intro. I, I was, like it. I was making fun of it. Oh yeah. No, it's kind of like sick. It gets the room ready to go. But yeah. I, here's the other thing I like though. Closing with the intro. Bringing it back again. Yeah. Or closing with something that's intro-esque because then it's like, you know how sometimes sets, uh, your set has to pop off in at the end. Like the ending has to pop off. Yeah. Start strong and end strong. Start strong and end strong. I think that's one of the first things my dad told me about <laughs> like playing live. Yeah, really? Like, as, long as, you, as long as you start good and end good, no one will remember the in-between stuff. He's got like, a point. Right, yeah, I mean, how many cool. times do people stick around? Okay, wait, no. How many times do people show up like toward the end of the set? Or right. they leave in the middle. So all that really matters is the beginning or the end. But a lot of the times people don't see the, it, the start because <clears throat> they're true. at the bar or something That's like true. that. That's true. Or you're but hanging out at your friend's house smoking weed. Or you're, you're hanging late. out or you're in the parking lot drinking. And you go, oh, I missed your set, dude. Yeah. I was out back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude, I got caught up with like... I was with Rick. I've been on tours where like the band that's after us, I just don't see the whole tour because we're loading out, right? No, breaking that's like down every single tour. But I could in theory break down real quick and get back in there, you know? But if it's the type of tour where I'm in like my Elvis mood, <laughs> then I'm gonna take forever to break down, chat oh, yeah. with people the whole time. Yeah. Probably have a couple beers. Right. And then the, their set's over. I see the band that plays directly before us. No, actually, usually I see the band that plays one band before the band before us. The band before the band before us is who I'm going to see the most of. Yeah. Because the band before us, I'm like changing. Going through it. Going, Just going through it. <laughs> All the emotions. I always get... I never get anxious about actually playing the show. It's the getting ready. The, yeah, it's the, the before the, the show. Yeah. I'm like freaking out. Like, where's my, st- where is my, st- where are my stage clothes? Like, what did yeah. I do with everything? Once you hit the Running first, no. to the van, freaking out about my in-ears. <laughs> it's a full-blown panic. That's why I, I like to stage. get, that's why I like being at the show early. See, because oh, that's my worst it. nightmare. I've had reoccurring nightmares that I have all the time. Where, where I can't I can't finish setting up. Oh yeah. So I'm like trying to get my set my kit set up, and everyone's like, "Come on, let's go." And then I, it just won't set. It won't set up. Just won't do it. Mine is that I I'm on stage. Everything's good, but I can't sing the right <laughs> lyrics and the right melody at the right time. Yeah. And it's never screaming in my dreams. It's always me singing. And usually there have been several dreams of me singing. Me being on stage with the Spice Girls was one when I was younger. That was just a recurring dream. I would be in a boat, like a <laughs> rowboat, to get to to England to play with the Spice Girls. Wow. 
and I was just never on. It. So you blew your shot. I totally <laughs> blew it. Were you a huge Spice Girls fan? Not maybe when I was eight years old. Not recently. Well, yeah. The I know, dreams. I get that. The dreams took place long after the, <coughs> oh, the fan oh. ship. So when you fandom. woke up, were you like, I don't even care about Spice Girls. Why of am course. I even tripping about that? Yeah, yeah I pro- right. the last time I had it was probably a year or two years ago. Oh wow, wow, that's pretty crazy. But it's always a dream about. It's not always the Spice Girls. It's happened a lot though. That I have a dream where I'm on stage with a band, someone, yeah. and I cannot get the words out. I yeah. also have a dream about uh, trying to call people and not knowing their number. Like I really like need to get a hold of this person. Stressed out in the dream. Yeah, you're like super stressed about it's it. It's always stress. Yeah, I have dreams like that too. <sighs> I more so have uh, the dream where I know that I don't know the material. Mm-hmm. So, like one time, it was like Andrew WK. It's like, Naveen, you're playing with Andrew WK tonight. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't know the songs at all. I mean, I know them. Like, I've heard them a couple times. Yeah. I feel like you could make it happen. Yeah, but I'm not making it happen in the dream. Have you ever had to do that? Have you ever had to learn a set really quickly? Kind of. The band that's now called Otmay. Yeah. They were called Roman Holiday. Well, they came to California when I had a studio and I was like trying to record bands, that was <clears throat> my projected path that I wanted to do for a while. Yeah. So I did have a studio and they came and stayed with me and I recorded them. So I did know the songs quite well, but their drummer broke his hand and they were opening up for the summer slaughter that I did uh, in Kansas. I, I did it with animals. Mm-hmm. So I was on tour with animals and then they were like, Hey, our I think they were like, Oh, our uh you know, Jordan broke his hand, so we can't play the show. And then I was like, dude, fuck that. Show up and I'll fucking do it. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> so I that kind of doesn't count because when you record a band, you like really learn their songs inside and out. Totally. So I, I think I might have jammed them outside with the guitar player one time through, like on a practice pad. And I was like, yeah, I got this. That's chill. And it was like low stakes. I mean, they're the first band on Summer Slaughter playing like one thirty p.m. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I And if I did anything, if I did anything shitty, everybody on the tour would be like, they'd give me a pass. You know, they'd be like, well, he doesn't. No, they, the, I mean, if anything, no matter what, you're a hero. Yeah. In that situation, <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, you're always good. Really sick, by the way. I wish that that was that was kind of before the time where everything was online. You know. Yeah. So there's no videos of it. I wonder I, that I know of. Yeah, I wonder if you checked if you remembered the date. If there would be one, probably not. But I, uh, I filled in for a legion on a couple of the summer slaughters that we did with them, and I had, I had a decent amount of time to learn the songs, learn the set, but we didn't practice together. And it's always, if you don't that's play weird. with a band. Yeah, that's weird. Like, because it's it's more than just playing together. It's like, I know the movements that the people who are on stage with me are going to, like, I know how they are on stage. So it's just, and I move around a lot. And that's been something I've had to learn over the years to not get in other people's way. Get your so, hair caught in their <clears throat> Get my hair caught in their bass tuning pegs. Did I do that with Evan? Yeah, I think so. Oh my God. I've been thinking about not wearing my hair down all the time now because it's like that shit just gets caught everywhere. 
in my mouth. Sometimes I'll be struggling to do vocals while I have a hair caught in my throat. <laughs> and no one knows. No one know, knows the struggle that I'm going through. What I don't know. If you were headbanging with the with with the locks, they'd fall. Uh, it wouldn't look as cool, would it? No. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the the metal problem. Headbanging looks the way metal cooler. Conundrum. Well, I actually have long hair now. And last time we went on tour, I had a like a nice little fade. Oh, you're gonna look sick on stage now. Look at that. So I don't know if I'll wear it. I mean, ponied you always up. look sick. Let me see here. Ponytail. I don't know if I'll ponytail. Tech That's or if the I'll tech death. You gotta go hair down if you got it flaunted. God damn it. Oh, am I blurry? Yeah, keep talking. I'm gonna unblur you. I think if you got it, you got to. Fl- well, I I don't know. Now I'm like being a hypocrite in the f- in one sentence because I said that if you got it, you got to flaunt it. But then I said that I didn't want to wear my hair down anymore. But it is a struggle. I mean, it's annoying. Yeah. I mean, back in the day when I was in animosity, I had. Why am I talking about animosity so much today? But uh, well, back in the day, you had I had long. Hair. Yeah. That was the last time I had long hair playing drums in a touring band. Yeah. That was the last time that I had long sense. hair, period. That's you had, actually... You had really long hair then, too. I think it was about this long. About as long as it is now. Really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, in pictures, it looks a lot longer, but I don't know. No, because I grew it out, and then I shaved it, buzzed it, and then I grew mm-hmm. it out again, and then buzzed that. Oh, word. And then that second time buzzing, I... Buzz. Joined animals. I mean, how many words sound like the noise that they make? Meow. Oh, that's a buzz. Buzz. <laughs> oh, that's a cat meowing. Meow. Our yeah. cat actually does say Moo. meow. Most of animal words are there. Oh, I guess sounds. Yeah. Things that are describing sounds usually. Wow. There's nothing going back. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the right sample. I was trying to go for this one. Ah, new information. Yeah. I love it. But uh, anyway, that's how I was rolling it. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, in in animosity, I would, sometimes it'd be down, but for a long period of time, it would just be pulled back ponytail. Yeah, I've seen some, I've seen some like tech death pictures of you. Yeah. With your, you know, with your hair up, like, like what I'm saying is like this. Just looking badass. Just like doing the, you know, the death metal guy drumming thing? The stand up <laughs> straight. Oh, yeah. Just like. Yeah. Like this. We're getting this shit death. done in yeah. here, dude. Yeah. 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 That's I've the coolest that. part about like tech death stuff is the drum- drummer, obviously. It depends. <clears throat> there are a lot of cool parts about it. The vocalists it. are really cool, too. The sort of the guitar players and the bass players. I mean, it just depends on the band. It depends on the band for sure. But I'd say, like, for me, I guess. Like when we went to, uh, remember that show we went to <coughs> and, uh, I didn't know any of the bands at the time, but I like kind of found out about a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't, I was like completely out of touch with like the whole death core thing yeah. of now. Yeah. And we went because Ben was playing in one of the bands playing guitar. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think it was a version's crown that played and spite played yes yeah, uh, i remember that i can't remember the probably name of the some band. other ones well ben was playing in one of the bands i yeah. can't remember the name of it but i just remember like it we're totally talking reminded it. we're talking about me. our old merch guy yeah 
It totally reminded me of like the animosity days. Mm-hmm. It was before the whole deathcore thing was like totally separate from other metal. Like it seemed like a whole different scene you know, yeah. than what I'm used to now. Definitely. But uh, I thought one of the things that was really sick was all the drummers who were like walking around with like long hair and like hoodies and they had like really cool pedals. Mm-hmm. You know, they had like these futuristic pedals. And all of them are like hitting practice pads and like just, just trying to like work on going really fast. You know? Yeah. I don't think. And I was just like, damn, look at how cool these fucking drummers are. These guys are like badass. I don't think that it's like back <laughs> in the day, like you're saying it is. I think that you were just playing in a band that didn't play with bands like that for yeah. a long time. I, I think that's Cause exactly that, what Because that kind of music has always existed and it's, yeah. it's not really back in the day, but I know what you mean. It's yeah. just that you played with like a band who played. I guess what the kids would call more gent shows. Yeah, so I went that direction with the animals thing. For a while. <laughs> but I mean, Entheos is kind of, The weird thing is that we don't... We tour with a lot of different bands. Like yeah. For a band that is... We are like a progressive death metal band for sure. And we have some some of the techie and some of the death corey parts that we're referring to. But we have played with a lot of... Uh, different genres of bands like we have done death metal tours but we've also we went on tour with dillinger right on dillinger's last tour like the contortionist yeah we've done all over the map and then we've done you know black dahlia murder and all kinds of then we've done like a but i'm saying even yeah, okay but here's everything in between. here's the point that i'm trying to make even black dahlia murder mm-hmm. is like removed from that death core thing oh yeah absolutely i i know what you mean like the the genres are like the genres are more separated now but those kind of bands st- have always existed yeah, i guess for that's sure what I'm and it to went say. off and it made its own kind of thing and totally it's a thing i just remember thinking it was hell the all the drummers there were hella cool because yeah. they were like just trying to blast just do and, blast yeah like i love a good old such blast like a beat. cool attitude yeah yeah it's like Fuck all you fucking wannabe drummers or whatever. I'm over here doing blast beats and underground shit you don't even never even heard of. I love you know playing with triggers and shit. It's just this whole another thing. I love the underground. Me too. But that was one of the things that I thought was really cool. Totally. Sure. Yeah, I remember that show. <clears throat> that was a good time actually. Yeah. Liked it. Liked it. Yeah, you wanna we we put up on our Instagrams today. And ask people to yeah. ask us questions. So we have kind of a lot. We've got a lot of questions. But uh, we should here. actually talk about this sick vinyl spot that we just went to. Yes. In Hendersonville. We Definitely. went today. That's where we live now. We live in Tennessee. Tennessee. We baby. went to this awesome record store. And I'm going to make you guys look it up. Because it's such a gem that I want access to all of the stuff that they have there. So if you're interested in vinyl, check out... Uh, Actually, what, what I just can't think of the name of it. Elevator. Okay, Elevator Vinyl. You guys got to check it out. Naveen yeah. and I got some awesome stuff. Got some choice finds. Yeah, I got a, I got Pink Floyd, Adam Hartmother, and Sergeant Pepper, an old school Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. What did you get? Uh, I got George Jones, and a Johnny Paycheck Greatest Hits, which was three bucks, and then cu- basically country. Yeah, you know, if we're gonna live in Tennessee, we gotta have some country. We gotta have country. I was looking through collection. the Rebas, and I was, mm, I almost bought a Reba, but I didn't even see their country section until the end. Yeah, it was kind of hidden, and it didn't say country. It I didn't. was like, 
because I was kind of looking for it the whole time. Yeah. But uh, but super good selection. Yeah, we got stuff. really rad stuff. We spent a hundo. Spent a hundo. Even. Went in, dropped a hunch. Hundred bucks, straight up. All right, let's uh, get into some of these <laughs> questions. So if you want to spend money, get a vinyl habit. Yeah, we were thinking like we're going to have to be maybe going in there on 100 bucks a month. Yeah. Dude. Well, I was just, Tab. I need to organize our, our records because right now it's like a mess. I don't even remember <coughs> what we have. All right, well, this question, Chaney, is from Rustin on, on the IG. Mm-hmm. Actually, wait a minute. Do the questions go to Facebook too? Because I didn't even look at my Facebook. Only if you ask questions, if you have it linked. Oh, okay. Because I have like an ask me a question thing put up. So th- right. it also went to there. Well, this has to do with the country one. And it says, uh, when are you and Cheney going to start Tennessee Tuxedo? Your acoustic duo playing country's hottest hits when you both wear head-to-toe denim. <laughs> what do you think about that? I don't want to wear head-to-toe denim, but I would. I think we should... I don't know. The songs that I am more into covering are more folk. Yeah. And I think we said this in the last one. Yeah. We have been doing a little bit of guitar singer duo. Yeah. We have actually before the podcast last week, we did a a cover of a song, a Marissa Nadler song. Yeah. And we listened to it after the podcast. I didn't want to put it out because I wanted a little more to try it one more time or to have it filmed better. But I... It sounded pretty not damn bad. good. It not was bad. Not, bad. not bad. We did a pretty good job for an impromptu jam. Naveen threw a little verb on it, and it was yeah. tight. Well, we did the... Um, what was the other cover that we actually did that we put out? We put up a Chelsea Wolf cover. Yeah. That wasn't so bad. I, was on I thought that was acoustic. awesome. Yeah. I would but what about the out. denim head-to-toe? Because something that's funny is I've actually been wearing head-to-toe denim since I've been here. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, you have your denim coat. I've, yeah, because I have that, like, Levi's jacket, and then I have some blue jeans. You can so. wear it. I mean, I would wear denim head-to-toe if it was in my... It wouldn't be... It'd be out of the... It'd be, like, in my style, but denim. All right. Maybe, like, some coveralls? Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. That's t- right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's coming up pretty soon is the answer to that question. We're going to actually do Tennessee Tuxedo. You now, should name, you should name the person who said it. Rustin. Oh, okay, sorry. He's actually someone that I kind of chat with. Me too. A little bit. Me on, too. On the I IG. chat with him too. Okay. Great guy, stand-up guy. Yeah, we love you, man. All right, Cheney, what do you got for us? Okay, I've got Randy Hachuli. Randy uh, underscore Hochuli. I think that's how you pronounce it. Says, "What's the best show you've ever been to, and why was it Mashuga?" Hmm. Huh. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't Meshuggah for me, for me either. Yeah. yeah. No, I have seen Meshuggah uh, two times. No, I've seen Meshuggah like probably f- five times. I saw them. The first time I saw them was on, was with Cynic and the Faceless. Back in the day, I saw that show too. Yeah, that was a great show. That was a good show. I will say, God, I'm probably gonna get murdered for this, but. I know what you're gonna say. But like I'm, I uh, at that show specifically, like my sugar came out, and I was like, "Yeah, this is super sick," you know. Mm-hmm. And then like halfway through the set, I was at the bar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No diss, but halfway through the set, diss. I was like, "I think I'm gonna go get a beer." Yeah, I'm not talking shit. No, yeah. I mean, I guess that is kind of talking shit, but I was just kind of, I like got it. You know, I got it. Yeah, it's like that's. I, 
I we're doing the, it. I feel the same way. I think Meshuggah is a great band, but I. It was just like okay, I'm like I. It's the lights and yeah. I mean, then when the I saw them with the BT Bam, they had like severe lighting, and dude, I was going like like this, like trying to watch. I couldn't really watch it. It's too it's too much lights for me. I know. I actually did feel like I was going to throw up. Yeah, it was too much. Um, that's not really a diss to Meshuggah, though. I mean, it's Naveen and I both will stand, will die on the hill of Frederick Thorndahl's Soul Niger Within being like one of the best albums that exists. It's the best album that's ever been made. Yeah. Period. In metal, by far. I don't know. I'd probably say just of all time. It's just one of those albums that you have to sit down and like listen to in its entirety once a year we have it on vinyl now thank you billy Uh, our friend billy got that for us for as a wedding gift and oh my god that's one of the best records of all time so it's no it's no diss to mashuga at all but but yeah okay cheney i got a great one here um great question for you wait there is i do want to talk about another time we saw mashuga though which we watched them, we played with them in Mexico, and we like sat. We were on backstage. Stage. We were on stage. Kind of surprised them that play. we didn't get kicked off, because we, we were the only ones standing. We were side the only stage. ones side stage. Yeah, that was pretty sick. The only downside to that is that they play direct, so we couldn't hear anything. All we could hear was uh, stack. Yeah, <laughs> it was just pure stack. Yeah, so but, kinda but <laughs> watching a crowd of like thirty or forty thousand. I mean, it might have been fifty or sixty thousand people. It was. Sick. It was a lot of people. Yeah, it was a lot there of were eighty thousand people at this festival. It was probably twenty or thirty thousand people watching. A hundred thousand people. It was five billion people. It was five thousand. It was between five thousand <laughs> and a hundred thousand, somewhere in the somewhere that in that range. Watching that many people watch Mashiga was sick. Yeah, and it was cool. I mean. There's waves that, of dude, there's some Meshuga songs that I really, really, really love as well. Yeah. Rational Gaze being one of them. Totally. But yeah. Uh, who is our favorite band though? We just spent that whole time talking about how Meshuga is not our favorite band. Well, what. he said that it had to have been Meshuga. <laughs> so. That's just a joke, I think. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> favorite band live? That's a yeah. tough one. I dude. don't know, but speaking of Meshuga and Soul Niger Within, one of the sickest things that ever happened to us was that we watched... Uh, at like a Nam after party, we Morgan watched Agron. Morgan Agron play the special defects like a part of the medley. Yeah, so on I think what's even more popular than the Soul Niger album is this medley that's on YouTube that Frederick Thordendal and Morgan Agron play together. Mm-hmm. And then uh here's the story. Here's how the story goes. And this goes back to what I was saying before. When I was in the parking lot drinking beer and I missed your guys' set type thing. Yeah. Right? We almost missed this. Yeah, we did. Because we were in the parking lot and we were drinking beer. Right. Out back. Someone Smoking came, weed. Someone came and grabbed us. Yeah. I think it, it was, was Zach. Uh, so here's the legend. We were at some Nam after party. There was a drum set and a guitar. Right? And Morgan Agron was there. Now this, you know, uh, total saint, right? This guy. A legend. Of a person, yeah. He is really? a guitar player. Went up to Fre- to Morgan and was like, "Hey, dude, I know how to play that medley. Would you play it with me?" And this is how cool that Morgan Agron guy was. Is he's like, "Yeah, sure, let's go play it right now." 
Whereas oh, he's probably amazing. not played it in a while, I'd assume. Yeah. This was in like 2018 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they played it, dude. They did. That was amazing. They freaking jammed it, bro. So, somewhere on a hard drive, Actually, I, I have f- a video of that. Yeah, you should see if I you can find it. it. But <clears throat> speaking of metal bands and life-changing live sets, Entheos would never have begun as a band if we didn't see Dying Fetus headline Summer Slaughter in 2014. You're fucking damn sure. Look, here it is. Oh, shit. Yeah, this is what we saw at NAMM. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think at one point you can see me and change. I was just buzzed watching this happen, freaking out. So yeah, Zach turn it runs, back. Turn it back. Zach runs out and he's like, "Dude, they're oh. playing Soul Niger Within in there. We have to go in now." Look at the people talking over it. Shut the hell up, dude. <laughs> Fucking moron. It's us. Plot twist. Yeah. Look how Look stoked our guy, guy is, yeah, dude. He is stoked out of his mind. Yeah. Then turn it back. <laughs> Let's just watch the whole thing. Yeah, I kind of want to. Is anyone going to be like, don't watch it? Definitely this is not. Stupid. If you guys are not on uh, watching this on YouTube, we're watching it right now. Yeah! Oh, this is the best. Got some feedback on it, but I'll let it slide. It's all good. Yeah! Shane, you have a video from this too, right? Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. This is so sick that it's on fucking... You know what's funny? We've talked about this before a bunch on the podcast. And now we can show everybody what's up. Yeah. That's my boy, dude, Morgan. Love that guy. Yeah. Turn it off. I can't see it. Every time you turn it off of us, I can't see it. Actually, I could make it feel like this. Shit, I don't know this riff. Wait, he doesn't know it? Oh, yeah. is this the guy? Oh, is it? This must be the guitar player. Yeah, the Saint. I would imagine. Well, he made a good save. I mean, he could have just totally goofed it.
This might have been the best show that I've ever seen. This was awesome. Oh, he's going for it. That's just so sick. Look at the guitar guy in the back. Just yeah. like, uh, it's like, that's pretty cool. You should just get off stage, brother. there isn't a god then how did that guitar yeah, player know that, that know that part proof yeah <laughs> proof i mean come on <laughs> that's that's the next best thing to actually having frederick thorndall on stage which we did meet frederick thorndall at nam as well right a previous NAM, a previous nam that was before that <clears throat> so he wanted to know what was our favorite show we just watched that, yeah, we that was definitely it. one of my favorite You guys shows. just watched it with us. Also, like I said, if we didn't see that Dying Fetus uh, set at, what's the name of that venue? Um, Regency. At the Regency in 2014, our band would not have started. I know, after I remember watching that and just being like, dude, Cheney, we got to start a band. Yeah. Like, that was we so just, sick. It made us feel <laughs> like we were fucking up by not playing in a metal band. Totally. Because how long had it, I mean, it had been like a good three years, probably, since I wasn't in AAL. Yeah, and it had been maybe two years since I had worked on it, anything metal, really. So Yeah. Mm -hmm. Besides going viral the first time. Oh, yeah. With your that old veil thing. of Maya. That old thing. Veil of Maya thing. Yeah, that was years ago. Wow. All right, next question. Back in the day. Way well, that was a good but question. But also question. to answer that, not all of my favorite sets that I've ever seen have been metal sets either. Uh, God, I'm sh surely we've seen sick. Seri Fleetwood Mac. Seeing Serious Mo. Serious Mo. Serious Mo at that hard festival in 20... I thought that was kind of lame, actually. That was not lame. Really? Maybe it was because we were... On enhanced. Enhanced. Uh, well, we saw, let me think about this. We saw Fleetwood Mac. That was sick. I liked, I usually revert I mean, back to the shows that I... It wasn't as good as if I saw Lindsey Buckingham with Fleetwood Mac. That's true. I think to you it just wasn't as important. 
Yeah, I don't really care because I just I'm like, like the music. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not really... like a we- I'm not like a Fairweather fan. Yeah, I'm just a poser. <laughs> well, no, if you're you are a Fairweather fan because you're saying, oh, they lost Lindsey Buckingham. Oh, well, I, I'm out of there then. I dude. never said I was out of there. I said it would have been a better set had he been playing it because half of the songs are Lindsey Buckingham's <laughs> voice. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's it's hard to lose a vocalist. Definitely, definitely. It's hard. I thought it was a great show, though. I was having a good It was a really fun show, and my mom was, like, yelling, in the background. I think I had a few videos. I have a few videos, and my mom was going, woo! Can we put one of those on on a drop? (laughs) 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 Dude, that would be sick. (laughs) A Chinese mom drop. Yeah. Do you have another uh, question? Dude, I got so many questions. It's going to be a long episode. Here comes Papertini. Well, we don't have to answer all of them. How long episode. is the episode so far? 36 minutes. Oh, it's nothing. Papertini. <clears throat> all right. Oh, Pappy made his way in Papertini's here? Papertini's not a good thing. Hey, can we get like a, a Pappy statue? Yeah. For there? That would be really cool. I would, I would appreciate that. There was a question that I was going to ask out anyone out there at the beginning of our podcast, but I forgot. Right, if anybody makes like statues, they don't have to be good at all. Just <laughs> yeah, honestly, the crappier, anybody wants to make the crappier yeah. the better. If anyone wants to make us a statue of our cat, he's a tuxedo cat. He's a tuxedo cat. So. We'll send you a picture. It would be cool if it was he was traveling because I call him the traveling cat because <laughs> he is a traveling cat. He's very good at traveling. Yeah, but I used to joke around. I would come up to him when he was taking a nap, and I would like grab him and be like, "Oh, look at him. he's a little traveling cat." And then that's that's that begun him being able to travel really well. But then after the traveling, because we had to drive cross country, I was like, he is a traveling cat. Maybe it was like a mantra. I know it got in his it head. It worked. All right, here, Chaney. Chaney, this is actually a cool question. I don't know how much time we'll be able to spend on it, but this has been. You think they want to be shouted out? Yeah. Why else would you, know you write anonymity? in? Why else would you write in? Ben Tobin Johnson, Instagram. Who would you want to play you in a biopic about your life slash music career? Ooh. <clears throat> Jenny, how are you thinking? I only like documentaries. I'd want to play I'd want it to be a documentary. Oh my god. <laughs> Come on, you guys. <laughs> I don't like suspend. biopics. I don't like biopics. Biopics. However you pronounce it. I'm not they're usually not very good. Can't think Does of anyone anybody. everyone was like ranting and raving about that queen? I would have just rather the seen a documentary. Movie. I would have rather seen an, yeah, an in-depth it. documentary. Yeah, straight up. Because in biopic biopics, they just get, they get everything wrong. Nothing's right. It's all smushed together. They act like Freddie Mercury got the call to do Live Aid on the same day that he like. Yeah, like told huge life events are like. Singer. <clears throat> that's what we were commenting about. Yeah, it was, it was so like stupid. Every scene is a huge milestone. So please. If anyone ever make a wanted to do that about me, just make a documentary. It's they're always better. They're always better every time. Mm. I'm thinking uh Walk the Line though, that was good. But I was ten when I saw that and I'd never seen a documentary before. So I'm thinking uh Christian Bale for me. <laughs> 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 yeah, they'd cast <laughs> He's too old, right? <laughs> No, Anthony you know, Hopkins. <laughs> you know who else I could go for, dude, uh, is 
that redhead guy who's like a really good actor. He's in. Uh, oh, uh, Kirsten Dunst's uh, yeah. husband. I-, I could do that guy. He doesn't look like me, but he's he could. Such a good actor. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. He's the guy from Breaking Bad. What's his name? Just look know. up. Look up Kirsten Dunst's husband. All right. K Dunst's husband. Kirsten. That name fucking annoys me. Because <laughs> it's not Kristen. <laughs> it's not Kristen. God. Kirsten. Kirsten. Sorry Durst. if anybody out there is named Kirsten, Kirsten Durst. Seriously, I'm really Fred sorry. Durst's little sister. Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons, dude. That guy. I he mean, that name me. annoys me. Why can't his name just be Jesse Lemons? <laughs> well, it's P. Lemon. Oh, Jesse P. Lemons. <laughs> <laughs> they got it wrong. Fucking Pappy's coming in here to terrorize. It's funny that yeah, I'm you thinking, I'm, said... taking that, I'm taking that guy. I mean, he doesn't look anything like Let me see. If, I'll pull up a picture of him real quick. I want it to be someone who looks nothing like me. I want Reese. Uh, I mean, he kind of looks I want like me. Kier- How about Kirsten? No, he doesn't. <laughs> Let's just have it both. Of them. Looks Let's like just me. have both of them play us because they look <laughs> equally like us. But I feel like they, you know, they have good married couple energy. That's true. It does so, have to be a married couple, right? The chemistry, yeah. I like it. Let's see. Let's I mean, see. all right, I, I could, I could see it. Or, I could see him you know, doing me. I guess by the time you get a biopic made of you, I'll be like your first wife. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude! Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> Thanks a lot, dude. I'm just kidding. All right. Next question. Yeah, I'm taking Jesse P. That's my guy. All right. Then Kirsten Dunst. All right. You got a Kristen Dunst. I want Whitney Cummings to play me. <laughs> Howard Stern. <laughs> dude. Howard Stern. <laughs> Place me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. Or Riff Raff. I would take Riff Raff. Yeah, that would be good, I think. (laughs) Then I want Jody Husky to play me. (laughs) Um, Titus Ambronicus says, you going to play a new song on the upcoming Tech Trek? Yeah, we're going to play two songs. Damn, you heard it here first. We're going to play two new songs. It's going to be... It'll sound just like that. Actually, we're going to play three new songs because this here's a plot twist. We're playing an old song that we kind of reworked. Reimagined. <clears throat> yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be a good time. Yeah, I can't wait. Seems like it's be weird be to play a show again. I mean, fuck. What's that like? That's why we had to start going back to the gym yesterday because yesterday morning I was like, if we were to go play a show right now, I do not. My cardio is not. No, I ran a half mile and breathe. I felt like I was about to like lose it. <laughs> Dude, it's time. We've, you know what I realized though? On the, on the podcast, we can't talk about how we're going back to the gym anymore. <laughs> I know. Can't be we thing. will not do it. Because we'll be like, yep, we're back <laughs> on our fitness game. And then the and next then we week, don't say anything about it for <laughs> like two months. Yeah. And then we're back. It's on. like, yep, just going back to the gym, you know, <laughs> getting things going here again. Yep. But so we go back we're. Not going back to the gym. Yeah, <laughs> wink, no, wink. Just being lazy. We're not getting in shape right now. No, not doing it. <laughs> but uh, hold on, I got a question for you, Cheney. Okay. This one's from <clears throat> C. Segura. I don't know if that's his real name or not. 
Tons of metal homies on Twitch jamming these days. Uh-huh. Have you guys considered making a channel? Or do you already have just too much to do? People keep trying to talk us into uh, doing a Twitch. Separately. Yeah. We were actually talking separately. about this right before the podcast. I don't know if I want to do a Twitch or not. That's really where I'm at with it. It is very cool, but... I, and I, I love doing the podcast. I don't know that I would love doing something similar to the podcast like four times a week. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't have to be four times a week. Oh, I you thought you I thought many. you had to do a whole schedule of like 12 to 15 times I, I think that's just like how you get people to watch if you do a Twitch schedule. Oh, okay. Maybe I could see, I could see myself doing that. I could see myself maybe someday <laughs> having a Twitch. Yeah, but, but I think they're not... So they're thinking of you sitting there doing screaming covers on Twitch, uh, yeah. which is, uh. that's a definite no. I don't see myself doing screaming yeah. covers on Twitch or like, uh, or like doing like, you know, Christmas song stylings right. to the, to the scream. Like, it's not really my vibe. Like jingle bells, jingle bells. <laughs> jingle all the way. Yeah, that's yeah, not me. It's not. I'm not about not to do happen. that. No. But, <laughs> so. uh, so. As chain entertainers, right? We're kind of uh, closeted comedians, I guess you could say. <laughs> I've had I've had the idea for a couple Twitch channels. For okay, sure. here are some Twitch channels that? that I would consider. Um, doing a once a week special podcast on Twitch. <clears throat> doing um having a copper crab Twitch and doing that, and yeah. or doing radio hours. So that's that's what I really want to get going. Yeah. I want to do a Copper Crab radio hour on Twitch. We play music. We talk a little bit. Yeah, that would be We fun. chat with people. Mm-hmm. It's like a little more of a low-key thing than the podcast. Yeah, I don't see us having a schedule for it maybe i don't know once one a week, day a week. One, one day a week radio a hour week. would be awesome actually and i just brought up to naveen before the podcast how cool it would be if we could figure out how to oh this is what i wanted to ask if anyone out there knows how to do because it would be cool to set up our record or get like a some sort of record set up yeah that we can put on to twitch <clears throat> i could do that in 25 seconds with our vinyls but, you know, I don't know what the copyright issues are with Twitch. I haven't really looked into it. I, I think it's fine. I mean, a lot of people do. Free reign. A lot of people do radio hours yeah. on Twitch. I mean, people have asked us both to do Twitches, Naveen to do whatever drummers are doing on there, like drum covers and stuff. Yeah, and I probably wouldn't do that just because it's too much work. I could see myself playing songs that I liked, but I'm not really, I'm not like... I don't know if the songs that I like would be what anyone expected. Play really. them? You mean like do a cover of them? Yeah, or? I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know that it's my vibe to do that. I mean, that seems like a lot of work to sit there and learn like 10 songs yeah. a week. I mean, that's crazy. I'm not I know. That. I kind of almost would rather dedicate the time to doing, to writing songs. Yeah. To putting stuff out. But I do love music and it would be pretty easy for me to make a half hour, hour I guess we're calling it the radio hour, so it's got to be an hour, hour long. Or do the yeah play, music playlist. Thing. That and would you be put sick. the Spotify list out. That's pretty cool. I and think that would actually be a lot music. of fun. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. And 
like I said, I could see us doing the podcast on there just because, you know, it's another way for people to support the podcast or get some even more behind the scenes content of what we do. But I, but the the setting up a mic and doing covers three times a week or whatever and having a streaming schedule, I just don't see myself doing that personally. But it would I don't know. Naveen, would you do one? Uh, playing to it. I, I mean, I could see myself doing it like once but every week yeah having to that's what i'm saying because then you just start kind of like doing random stuff like i'm doing scooby-doo you know or whatever and it's like i'm kind of i'm no hate but i don't i don't want to do that i only like doing stuff that i think is cool in terms of music that's exactly how i feel yeah if i don't think it's cool to play drums over what i don't know random songs i don't do it you know yeah i've never done that on my my instagram i've never done that on youtube same yeah every song that you see me if i've ever done like a cover of a song on vocals it's a song that i genuinely really like obviously otherwise i'd be doing like <clears throat> i don't know avril lavigne covers or something you know i would just be doing covers of stuff that i don't really i don't like want to sacrifice um doing the stuff that I like just for views or plays or yeah, and income stream. And I'm not saying that other people do that. There are plenty of people out there who love playing over yeah, that they, kind of if stuff. If they genuinely think that's great, they like doing it, then yeah, that's great. Then that's awesome. great but for them. For it's me personally, not my thing. Not my thing. Uh, but I... Because I guess, what am I going to do? Learn like a million six songs a week? That's going to be really hard. It would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Be cool. Every week I'm doing I just feel like I would I guess that it does get back to what was asked, which is I feel like when you like want to dedicate yourself to a bunch of things, um we do the podcast, we write music, we each do stuff on our own. I draw and do art stuff, Naveen does drum stuff and I feel like you kind of have to like focus your attention somewhere at least to some extent, and I would rather focus it on uh, not doing covers all the time. That's why I don't post covers very often right. on, on you know, I mostly post just videos of our songs. Yeah, I do love playing. You know, I do that. Yeah. That's kind of like what I do with my Instagram thing. It's like I'm just randomly writing riffs or <clears throat> playing the drums for a few, for a minute. Totally. You know, you know what I do. That's think? fun. Easy. What I, what I think it's I, cool. One thing that Maybe I, I'm just lazy. One thing that I do think would be cool as far as Twitch goes, though, is to do like a live Entheos show or a a podcast. Yeah, I would really like that. to do a live Entheos show on there <clears throat> uh, just because I don't want to stop. I don't think that the streaming thing stops just because shows are happening again. I think it's important to sort of integrate that that pandemic lifestyle into yeah. the modern day because shows, you know, we've seen like every show in Europe seems to be getting canceled. Or we've seen that that's like kind of better than going on tour in a lot of ways. Yeah, in some ways, definitely. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm thinking, sitting here thinking about going on tour like, holy shit, dude, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of risk. Tons a of lot risk, of, especially right now. It's a ton of risk. Yeah. Whereas, I just roll into my little drum room and like do my thing. I mean, that's a pretty good idea. I mean, maybe I'm coming around to the Twitch right now to do Twitch. <laughs> 
Well, I'm just talking about it as a band, not about not as a, a singular person. But you got any more questions on there? On there, Jenny? Are you just reading through your? Um, I feel like. Yeah, I'm picking through, picking through. You want me to read one? I got one here. No, I have some. I just uh, one sec. Burning the Hive says, are you bummed about every time I die? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, I don't have any. I never really listened to every time I die, to be honest with you. I, I, I yeah. listen to one a, album. Oh, they're getting a lot of love, though, right now. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. That's what I think. I think that, unfortunately, a reality of just being alive and going and being into bands and going through stuff means that or those things just end bands end and things end but what's important is that they were around for a really long time and they made you feel something and they mean a lot to a lot of people and that's really the stuff you have to cherish because everything really does die and who knows if they'll get back together and do a reunion in a few years. I personally am not like incredibly attached to the band, but I there are bands that I feel that way about, absolutely. So I can relate to that. What I will say, we the Mexican festival that we were talking about earlier that we played, we played right before Every Time I Die. And they commented, they told us how sick our set was and they were really nice. Yeah. So... That's my experience with them. I don't think I've ever seen them live. I listened to Gutter Phenomenon back in the day, but that was really the last time that I uh, listened to the band a lot. Yeah. But it sucks, you know? Yeah, bands break up. Bands break up, and hopefully something good comes out of it. But the memories last forever. Yeah, exactly. It's like I said earlier, (laughs) you know, you're always going to have that thing that you're attached to, and it's awesome that they were able to bring people together as music tends to do. Yep. And yeah, you just got to cherish the good stuff and life rolls on, man. Live life in their memory. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Are you bummed about it, Naveen? Uh, I, I never really got, got into them. No, no diss or anything. I just never didn't cross my desk. Yeah, really. totally. So maybe I'll go check them out. There you go. That could be the bright thing about it. Now that a bunch of people are talking about them, I'm sure that a lot more people will listen to them. They pick up some new things. That tends to happen. Yeah. So someone wants to know here, Josh Walford, are you going to start hunting now that you're wearing Mossy Oak shirts? <laughs> so I got this shirt at the Goodwill here, which is pretty sick. And yeah, I am aware that shirt. it is a hunting brand, but uh, I'm probably not going to be hunting. It's probably not not my thing. Hunting for seitan and tofu. <laughs> yeah, I don't really eat meat. It's not really my thing. Uh, so kind of a softy there. But I'm not like anti. I'm not like horribly against hunting. I don't have a problem with people hunting. Um, I don't think I'd want to do it though. It's not for me, but I honestly. That's kind of why I don't. I eat think meat. it's the best way yeah. to eat meat. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's kind of why I don't eat meat. It's like, a, I, don't, I wouldn't really want to kill animals, so better just not eat meat. For sure. But I am into the gear, which is kind of ironic because I am into like shooting and 
camo gear and all the stuff associated with hunting. Knives, bows are probably pretty sweet, but yeah, I don't know. I'm more of a range guy, I guess you could say. So I'll just wear my gear to the range. Let's put it that way. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Jess Press 94 says, how do you navigate writer's block, be it your guys' music or your art? Damn. Well, Naveen doesn't get writer's block, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I don't get writer's block. That's not true. a thing. That's I don't true. get that. I just write music if I feel like writing it. And if, okay, if I was going to say, oh, I, sometimes it's, if it's really not flowing, then just don't do it. Go do something else. Yeah, that's what you I know? think is important is to what, not. What are we on it. a deadline? You know what I'm saying? Not really. Yeah. At the end of the day, really, the only one who, the only person who cares about you getting the thing done is you. Yeah. So. If you need to take a break, then take a break. I don't think that anything good has ever come out of forcing yourself to... I mean, maybe sometimes. I don't want to say nothing good has ever come out of it. Because sometimes forcing yourself to do something is good. Like going to the gym or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or be on a diet. That's not good. I guess That's when it, I guess when it comes to restraint. <laughs> but creativity, I don't know. I like to let it flow. Getting over writer's block, I don't... I don't know that I actively seek to get out of writer's block, but just if I'm doing something else, then it naturally inspires yeah. the well to continue. Drinking a coffee, that'll do it. Oh, drinking a coffee. That'll Pound a coffee, get Definitely. back in there, dude. Smoke back a dude. Um, but yeah, I guess it, it's, it is kind of cool. I, I remember, I can't remember like my first experience, but I remember maybe when I was working on the Animals album, that was the first time where it was like, sit down and make an album happen yeah up out of nowhere mm -hmm. you know and i remember being like well that's pretty cool that i can do that you know yeah like can just make an album happen yeah so and i've since then had sessions with people here and there where we have to make a song on the spot you know and that's pretty cool you know that's a different way to write We've done so, some things like that, too. I guess another... So I do have some tips, though, in battling writer's block. And that is... For me, I do a, a lot of different things. So I wouldn't say I've ever been... I don't get writer's block. I'm not like, I got, I got nothing. That's it. I'm done. Uh, but if I'm just not feeling a particular thing, but I want to still be creative, you can do a different aspect of that thing. Right? So if you're a guitar player, but you can't, the riffs aren't coming, you know, you're not able to, well then maybe grab your scale book and learn a new scale, learn a new, someone else's lick or whatever. Practice, you know, switch gears. You can still do music stuff, but it doesn't have to necessarily be creative. There's like so much mechanical stuff that we can do to take your mind off of it, but yet you're still being productive. That's true. For instance, you know, being a, a lyricist and a singer. If you switch between the two, like if there's a pattern that isn't working out, then you can go and try to listen for for words or... I don't know. I like to throw on other people's music or listen to like a book or go read a book. It helps with the lyrical process a lot. Uh, movies help. I don't know. Yeah, it just... It, Switching to drawing helps. Switch it up. Do just something else playing. creative that's not 
necessarily what you're doing. Yeah, it helps a lot. It just gets, it at least refreshes your mind. So I guess that there are ways that I actively seek out overcoming writer's block, but it's all just kind of like stuff that I don't really consciously do anymore. I just Yeah, you're just kind of like, you know what, it. I'm tired of writing lyrics. I'm going to go do something else Yeah, now. Yeah, so. I just don't look at it as like being the combat to writer's block. Yeah. It's just that I can tell when I'm sort of over something. Yeah, but there like are it. songs... <laughs> Some of the songs that I've done the quickest in recent memory, that Anoop Sastry song that I did, This World and Remember Your Dust, they're the songs that I look back on and enjoy more than songs that I spent like forever labor yeah. laboring over. Yeah. It tends to work out that way. Yeah, you just kind of come in hot and yeah. the good thing happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that was another another thing I wanted to throw in there is I don't know how it is for other people, but for me, usually working on music, I don't really like doing it for a really long time. Yeah. You know, I'll go in there two, three hours max. And after that, I'm kind of just spent on it. Yeah. You know? I'm not the type of person, and this is probably a part of why we do vocals ourselves. I'm not the type of person. I don't want to go into the studio for eight hours a day yeah. and run my <laughs> voice ragged and just be like frazzled at the end of the day and only thinking about that. I will spend three or four hours tops tracking. That would be great. So, yeah. Yeah. So there's that. It's basically just if you get writer's block, just don't. Just do something else. That's what we're trying to say. Do something else. <laughs> go work on, go mow your lawn. Yeah. I'll get mow your lawn. Your lawn. Get back to music. Clean Quit. your house. All right. Uh, drink a White Claw. Drink a White Claw. So get drunk and watch movies. That was another. <laughs> that's, a, that's fun. Uh, I got a question here. Adam Roska. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Do you... Do some mixing work, and do you guys know Cognizance, and what do you think about their work? So, I do mixing here and there. It's been less of my main focus lately, just because uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah, I'm trying to it's dodge doing a lot laborious. of work. Laborious. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a lot. And audio engineers are insane. Yeah. So that's a thing. Although, I don't know. I could see myself doing it right circumstances i don't claim to be like the best though or anything or a pro even i just will do it <laughs> i think i could i think i could be good at it yeah for sure you were your uh like heavy bass music mixes were getting pretty good yeah i thought that was great i've spent a lot your of time metal is good i think i could i just think, <clears> I think it's i could not, make it happen there's this th certain thing that happens and this is honestly a this is what we used to judge and who we wanted to mix the album that we're doing right now. There's a difference between like mixing and making something sound pleasing enough to have it be played like, like on a, the radio. Yeah, it's like even though it's still metal, it's it's kind of like radio ready. Like it's Yeah, it's just, just got that sounds that great. sick mix yeah. that sounds really good. So I can get it to sound really good, right? If you hear it on Instagram or something like that. Yeah. But it's not like that next level, like super just like effortless, put together. polished kind of sound. Like rock. Yeah. In my and I'm opinion. talking about even no matter what kind of metal you play, there's like a certain kind of mix that that can be achieved where the where it all just sounds like together 
and well done. And it's hard to explain. Yeah. But uh Yeah, that's why we that's why we chose to have Mark Lewis mix our album. One of yeah. the reasons because he Definitely. makes mixes that we think sound like that. 100%. And then uh as for the second part of the question, I do love Cognizance quite a bit. And I'm sort of online friends with them. And I was supposed to play like a guest solo on their shit. I think I might have just forgot to do it or I don't know. They never sent me the part. Some, I don't know. Whatever happened, I was going to do a guest part on one of their albums, but didn't go down. And I do, But I do love them, and I think we've played them and recommended them on the podcast in the earlier episodes. <clears throat> we definitely have. There's episodes a, we, of your. We put a post up of their album. Yeah. Um, Metal Hippie, do you think the vibe of a new state will affect your writing in the future? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that's hard to say. It, I, everything affects your... There are just all kinds of things that go into writing yeah. that just affect it that you don't even consciously think do. The environment sure. has, a, has a big role in it. Absolutely. Sure. I'm sure. And it's a lot more... The winter here is a lot more dreary. And I have been noticing that because I'm finishing our album right now and I'm noticing it like come out in the yeah. lyrical content. I mean, even sitting around like strumming the guitar and singing songs and stuff. Never, I've never had the urge to do that until yeah. we got here. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what, what component that is, but something will come out of it. Yeah, I think, I think even when you move into a new house, it changes the way that you write. Yeah. everything life is just like that yeah as life moves on you decide to write differently i have i think that we the or that that's evident just in the album that we're working on right now yeah we there's a lot of different stuff on there for sure touring will do that too definitely because you never know with moving to a new spot maybe you meet someone new they show you something different that you didn't yeah. know of mm -hmm. it might not just be like the land but who you happen upon yeah in that spot i mean even i don't know if it's because of stuff i've listened to or where i was or what i was doing but even the vocals on the new album like a lot of the someone someone else i can't remember who asked if there were like layered singing and screaming vocals on the new album and there are there's a lot of that so you just change over time you know we're all constantly evolving and becoming new people so i think Agreed. that you know, your drumming doesn't sound like it did 10 years ago. It sounds like more of a culmination of many influences. Because, like, that animosity that you were playing, that was more, way more strictly death metal than yeah. how you play now. It was also, like, 20 years ago. Holy shit. <laughs> You're old, dude. That was 20 years yeah, ago. that was 20 years ago. Because wow. I was 16. Little tyke. Yeah. All right. So. So, yeah. It probably will. But, yeah. But, yeah. Totally. Yep. All right. How far are we in this episode? Well, 107. Should we record? You want to do one more or you want to call it? Might as well do one more here. I mean, a lot of my questions are very Naveen specific. Go questions. ahead. I have a Cheney specific question. I'll ask <laughs> it next. Uh, are you in Nashville yet? This is Aiden Old Nettle. Are you in Nashville yet? You may not be able to answer 
but are you going to fill in for Whitechapel since they need a permanent member? Uh, the answer is I can say I'm not doing it. Um, just gave it some serious thought, though, to be honest. Yeah, that's a sick. They're yeah. on tour. They're about to tour with Cannibal. Yeah, so I definitely did um, give it some thought. So what you're saying is that they asked you. Uh, yeah, so I am friends with them, and we do talk. And we actually hung out with some of them over the weekend. But no, um, not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I don't know if I'm privy to say who is doing it, so I won't do that. But uh, <clears throat> it would have been cool for sure. But yeah, it's just not the right time for me to do that right now. Sick band, though. Sick band, great Light guys. Love sick. them. I would, I would definitely do that in a parallel timeline. I'm doing it. Let's put it that way. Okay, Chaney, what do you got? Last one. Last words. All right. One for me. The HVAC dad says, was it hard to get your scream so deep? And my son is three and loves your videos. He imitates you. <laughs> wow. Well, first of all, that's really awesome. I, your son is the next wave of amazing death metal vocals. If he keeps vocalists, if he keeps it going. Uh, thank you for thinking my scream is deep. It, I, don't, I, I didn't initially, I think this kind of answers someone else's question as well. Um, which was what stream what kind of scream came to me first and i could only really do super high pitched vocals at first and i didn't makes sense. i didn't really play death metal or anything like that i i did more like high pitched and mid range cuz you're doing more like uh black dahlia kind of stuff right like like a uh, swedish metal type of thing no not really my first band was like melodic hardcore oh okay that's right yeah so Never mind. <laughs> yeah, no, I never really played stuff like that. I was just thinking of that one band that you were going to do vocals for. Oh, yeah, that sounded like it. And yeah. in that band, I would that was the Curse of Hail yeah. from Des Moines. Yeah. And in that band, they like had that vocal style kind of going. But I, yeah, I learned to do high vocals first. I wasn't very good at low vocals. It just took a lot of practice, and I'm still improving. I don't think I'm like incredible at doing low vocals, but I can get pretty mean sounding nowadays but I'm, I'm just the type of person i'm just always trying to improve those things i don't want my my voice to stand stagnant i'm yeah. always trying to get better at doing highs and lows and in-betweens and singing and mid-range and hardcore pitched screaming i've been i work on a lot dabbling a lot of good stuff on the new album i mean i think you cover all bases yeah i cover there. a lot of ground on the new album. A lot of different stuff. That's going for on sure. There. We're going like everywhere on that. So yeah. Uh it I don't know if it was hard to get to scream low, but it's just an endless working process. It's just endless. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it wasn't what initially came to me. Probably I I mean I tell people this a lot. It's just doing it. Doing the thing. Is That's exactly the best what it way is. To do it. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. Because there are things that I mean, you will constantly, if you're a vocalist, breathing, the minute that you overcome the knowing how to use your diaphragm, depending on what kind of screaming you want to do. Because a lot of people do the really quiet uh fry vocal. Yeah, a lot of people do stuff like that now. My the school that I come from or like the people who were the the influences for me were way louder. We're, I'm talking like 
Johnny Davy, dude's powerful as hell when he does vocals. Or like, uh, who was I just going to name? Like Demon, super loud. Jeff Fico, super loud. Off the top of my head. There are some people I like who are more, or like, Corpse grinder hardcore stuff. If you listen to like Martyr AD, yeah. Corpse Grinder, all that shit. They're like actually screaming they to do, an extent. Yeah, they do loud yeah. vocals. And the using only your fries came like, I do use that sometimes, but it's just another tool. Uh, most of the time my screams are just really powerful because I like that kind of scream. I like aggressive screaming that, uh, that, comes with like i don't know alex arian from despised icon i just liked powerful vocals yeah so where was i getting with this that's what you're trying to copy yeah that's what i want to do i don't or it took influence from yeah and it also yeah so that's what i I don't know where i was getting at the beginning of like when i started going off about influences though because you were saying uh i was saying the best thing for you to do is to do it oh yeah and so you're listening to those guys and trying to copy them and trying to copy that and then you know you start getting you start like bringing more stuff into your into your palette like the way that naveen i would say that you incorporate more like choppy stuff now in your death metal than you did before so it's you just go on through life and you keep acquiring shit and it's really all about practice. It's really all about hearing stuff that you like and bringing it into your world and not trying to imitate it too much, bringing it into your own style, but you know, never being, uh, never being closed off to like a new styling. Yeah. And practicing. And mm-hmm. it's it just takes time. There's a good to do thing everything. for you know writer's block. Get a new influence. Yeah, go listen to a that's oh. go listen to a band. Uh, but yeah, I just think the like Naveen said, the most important thing to do is practice. So no matter where you start, like me with starting with high pitched vocals, no matter where you start, there's always room to improve and room to always. go somewhere else. So 100%. just keep at it. All right, you guys. Well. Uh, we hope that was a good, entertaining episode for you guys. Thanks for writing for in. For y'all. Uh, there's a ton of questions. Maybe we'll get to some of them next week. Yeah, maybe. All right. Have a good week, you guys. See you next week, y'alls. Peace. Yeah. Yeah. Guess that screamed.